This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. I hope you're doing okay. I just shampooed the rugs, which quickly became a very stressful situation. I should say my boyfriend also helps because if I don't, he's going to be demanding credit at some point. It was horrible, but the rugs have been washed. It's something you have to do, I've learned. So think about that. Think about shampooing your rugs. We need to get into the podcast. I absolutely adore today's guest. Everybody adores today's guest. It's Tig Notaro. Tig, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Well, thank you for having me. I want to correct you. There's there's a handful of people out there, if not more, that don't adore me. So <laughs> for those well, that do, I'm I'm thrilled. People who don't adore Tig, reach out. Mm-hmm. Comment on social media. Yeah. Do yeah. whatever you have to. And they have. <laughs> but let's a, hear from you again. Uh, <laughs> hound her. Yeah. Relentless hounding. That's what everybody loves. I love it. How are you doing? What's going on? Um, well, <clears throat> you know, the writer's strike is going on. And my wife and I had some projects teed up that we were doing together. And so that's on hold. So now uh, it feels, you know, obviously it's not the pandemic, but it's... Uh, reminiscent of it in that there's time to just hang out and have coffee together in the morning and we take walks and our kids are in a summer camp, sports camp. And it's just our days are a little, not much of anything going on. No, I feel the exact same way. Like the long walks, picketing, everything about it feels slightly pandemic adjacent. Yeah. Uh, Of course, there's no struggle that we're going through. So I don't want people to be confused that I am, you know, suggesting that we're struggling in the way that a pandemic causes struggle. But there are people that are struggling because with the strike, they're not able to work. So there is that going on. But as far as my day to day, there's just a lot of walking, podcasting, chatting mm-hmm. with my wife, having some food. You two are probably members of the guild. We are. In fact, uh, Stephanie was picketing today. Ooh, it's a lot, especially when it gets hot out there. My God. 
And it does. It gets hot. Uh, eventually, it will get hot. It has not gotten terribly hot yet. We've been yeah, having the June gloom, I guess. Everybody was complaining about June gloom, but I was, I mean, as far as picketing goes, I was, I was just so happy, especially with my complexion. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I didn't even, honestly, didn't even really notice it. I, I, got, I guess I did, but not, it didn't really impact me. But Stephanie, man, she's been done with it. Done. <laughs> Whereas I'm, I'm pretty flexible. Well, I know what we're we're headed towards September through November, which is 115 degrees. So if it's mm-hmm. cloudy for three weeks, I'm I'm going to embrace it. It's such a weird temperature during September and November, October, November. It's so confusing. Especially if you didn't grow up in Los Angeles. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. The body just is so baffled by like an October 10th, 115 degrees, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're sweating Heat during strip. Halloween. Right. It's, uh, I mean, I will say I've like, I've kind of adjusted on Halloween specifically when you go out at night. Not that I'm trick or treating or anything, but there's something very interesting about walking outside when it's supposed to be spooky and it's summer weather. Mm-hmm. It's almost even more unsettling or something. That's pretty spooky. <laughs> it's spooky. I I have kids, so I've now started trick or treating again right. and dressing up. So I'm I'm back out there, uh, pounding the pavement for some lollipops and <laughs> candied apples. And is trick or treating now? Is it still door to door? Because I know like they they'll arrange like cars Trunks. in a circle. Yeah. That kind uh, of thing. We haven't done that. We've we just go in the neighborhood with a group of friends every year. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, what'd you dress up as last year? I always go as an aging lesbian. <laughs> every year. An incredible costume. <laughs> actually, actually, I was. Uh, that's not true. This last year, I reused my uniform. I was in this movie called Army of the Dead, and I played a helicopter pilot. <laughs> and I wore that helicopter uniform. Oh, that's incredible. Is it a jumpsuit? What is it? Uh-huh. Yeah, a jumpsuit. And... But it's still an aging lesbian. It's <laughs> Just still... an aging lesbian helicopter pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You can be both. You yeah, can absolutely and I be am. Both. I am. <laughs> Do you usually get to take home wardrobe? Sometimes. I uh, The wardrobe people, they've all been oftentimes so nice. Like when I left Army of the Dead, the, they had put an extra uniform in my trailer to take home. And then I did this movie called um, Your Place or Mine with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. And when I was on set and I came out in these like pants that honestly I would never have purchased for myself. But when I put them on, I was like, ooh, I like these. Um, the director immediately was like, that's it, you, these pants, those are going home with you. Those look great. And I was like, awesome. And, uh, you know, they were pricey. They were like four or $500 pants. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's almost more valuable than the job itself. Exactly. To find a pair of pants, a new type of pants that you enjoy wearing, mm-hmm. nearly impossible. I'm, I have my eye on some pants currently online. I'm waiting for them to go on sale. Just waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, hopefully they don't run out before they go on sale. What what hard. sort of price range are they? They <laughs> now this is the completely humiliating thing because they are not expensive pants. Currently, they're thirty three dollars. <laughs> but this are is, they used Levi's? 
Or Lee jeans, Lee jeans. <laughs> that feels about the price point for a pair of Lee. And I'm sure almost every listener at this point is just disappointed or confused in my behavior. And I, I do, I can recognize that this is a problem for me. Mm-hmm. $33 is not an expensive pair of pants. I'm waiting for them to be $16. And that just seems unrealistic. And I like these pants. I already own a pair. I don't know. Maybe I, when I log off of this Zoom, I just pull the trigger because I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I certainly can find $33 to buy a pair of pants. And what has led you to believe they will be $16 at some point? <laughs> well, this is the thing. They are Levi's. And mm-hmm. Levi, I'm uh, on their email subscription list or whatever, mm-hmm. truly every day. And I hope this doesn't ruin their system. Every day they're saying exclusive sale, and it's like a slightly mm. different sale, a different percentage every single day. Yesterday it was like members only, secret sale. It was a bad sale. Yeah. Today there's like kind of a one of those sales, it's like everything almost 50% off or up to, which yeah. means nothing. Yeah. I'm waiting for just the 50% off free shipping, which might not come. And then what happens? I don't know what you're going to do, honestly. (laughs) I don't know what the hell you're going to do. It sounds like you are in a serious pickle, my friend. (laughs) What kind of shopper are you? I am not a shopper. I am, you know, I'm I'm an action movie star, and I get handed... (laughs) Pants after pants. Jumpsuits. (laughs) When you have to buy clothes, what do you do? Do you get online or do you go to a store? I really don't shop. I'm not a um, a shopper. I mean, I will hold on to a piece of clothing forever, and it shows, <laughs> or I'll wait until I'm doing some sort of press where they're like, okay, we got to get you some clothes to go on talk shows. And I'm like, great, shopping done. <laughs> I really do not shop. You, you asked Stephanie. I am not out there shopping. That's incredible. I mean, outside of clothing do you like do you grocery shop or is that just off the menu for you i do enjoy grocery shopping um although you know in my marriage we kind of have naturally fallen into different jobs and roles right. in our partnership and stephanie really i think she fell into the role of grocery shopping because i tore so much that you know, we have these hungry little roommates living with us. And so having to keep them fed, she's just in that habit of of getting the food for the family. Right. And which one of you cooks? Do you both cook? I would say Stephanie is more of the cook, although we're a vegan family. And I get very into when I'm in town, preparing the just squeaky clean, whole food, plant-based meals for them. So it's more so not as much cooking as it is preparing when it's that kind of food. It's like, it's it's salads and fruits and nuts mm-hmm. and seeds and all of those types of things that they do love. Luckily our our kids eat like that. But then they also will indulge in the typical kid kind of pizza, burritos. They're all <laughs> vegan, but right. um, usually once a day they have the prepared very healthy version of a meal. Do you struggle to get them to eat that or is it just like a natural thing for them? It's natural. I mean, they've been vegan almost there. There was six months of their life when they were six to 12 months, I guess. 
uh, when they were off breast milk, that they were eating dairy and meat. And then they became vegan when they were one. And uh, so they grew up eating kale and arugula and kiwis and nuts and all of that. We tell them, though, that they can eat and try whatever they want if they're at school or at a party because yeah. we don't want them to be, you know, freaks or anything <laughs> and or seen as that. Or and, a revolt. Exactly. But they choose not to. It's it's really remarkable. Yeah, for a child to show self-control. I mean, I don't have children, but I, I assume it's harder for a child to have some level of self-control or to make a definitive choice like that. Yeah, I think it's more of a definitive choice rather than self-control because whenever people ask me about eating a plant-based diet or veganism and is it hard, like, you know, oh, if I'm eating a burger in front of you or is that <laughs> hard for you? And, oh, I, and I'm like... No, because I switched my diet for health reasons. So my focus is so rooted in, I don't want to be sick anymore. Uh And I believe that my diet is helping me because I don't have as much pain anymore and I, I just feel better. Whereas my children, their connection to eating that way is solely for, you know, animal cruelty. And so they... I think they were maybe two or three when they heard somebody order chicken. Oh. And they turned to me and they said, (laughs) why did he order chicken? And I said, (laughs) I said, oh, well, sometimes people eat chicken. They laughed so hard. They thought I was kidding. They were like, people don't eat chickens. People don't eat animals. That's an animal. And I was like. No, I know. It it was so crazy. They they were true they thought I was pranking them. <laughs> of course, because all they yeah. know of a chicken is it's like this crazy bird. Yeah. And the, and but also they have animals and so they were just like why would you eat an animal? So their connection to being vegan is they would never eat an animal. So when when we go eat anywhere, you know, ever since they were 2 or 3, they'll be like if somebody offers them something, they're like, is that vegan? Or we're <laughs> vegan. <laughs> and I remember actually one time we were at a restaurant and the, the waitress came up and thought she was being funny. And she said, when she took our order, she turned to our sons and said, and I'll be right back with your salads. And and they turned to us. They said, oh, they have salad? Because um, they had ordered something else. And the woman was like, oh, did you want salad? And they said, uh, yes, please. The arugula salad. <laughs> so anyway that's that's incredible well but it's 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 truly it's not that you have self-control it's that it has to be rooted in are you doing this for health reasons are you doing this for animal rights are you doing it for environmental reasons and oftentimes whatever you start as it all ends up bleeding into the next you know of of animals environmental and health yeah, I, I want to ask you something else. And I keep, every time I bring up something about parenting or children, like mm-hmm. I should preface it with, I don't have children and I shouldn't comment on it at all. But I'm curious what you, like with music, mm-hmm. my sister is now, she has three daughters and she's trapped listening to the worst music in the world. Okay. Uh, but when I go back home, I, like the last time I was there, I took my niece somewhere and she's like, put on this horrible song. And I just said, oh, my phone doesn't get that song. And then I <laughs> listened to whatever. Uh, at the time, I think she was six. Okay. 
So I just feel like situation like that, just uh, tell them your phone doesn't get the music. Cause I feel like that's fair. <laughs> uh, I mean, you kind of have to, our, our, our sons had found something on YouTube that was just a dumb show and they loved it. And so we removed YouTube and we told them that our TV and our phones don't get YouTube. But luckily, <laughs> as far as music goes, our kids for sure have picked up um, whatever pop music is cool, you know, through friends and their teachers. But Stephanie's father is very, very involved in, uh, he's our child care. Um, we call them the triplets um, because they're so <laughs> close. Oh. And between him and us, and they go to bed listening to our musical tastes, which they've luckily taken on between like Simon and Garfunkel and Bob Dylan. And they have a playlist that uh, Stephanie's put together that they even listen to to and from school when we pick them up. And so it's always really... Oh, our son Finn is so into Sam Cooke. I don't know if you're... Oh, oh I love Sam okay. Cooke. I mean, have you... A recommendation for the listener live at Harlem Square. Have mm -hmm. you ever heard this album? I have not. It's I unbelievable. Okay. After you hear that Sam Cooke album, the rest mm -hmm. of his music doesn't sound as good. Okay. What is it called again? I think it's called Live at Harlem Square Club, maybe. Okay. Well, I'll have to let Finn know, because that's what... They each have CD players in their rooms. And our son, Max, um, Stephanie's very into musical theater and Broadway and all that. And she's been trying desperately to get our sons into musical theater and Broadway. <laughs> and, and it took with Max, but he's like... I only like musicals if they're about orphans. <laughs> so he's into like Annie, Newsies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Newsies is about a bunch of orphans, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then what is that? Oliver? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So he's he he doesn't just love musical theater. He there has to be an orphan involved. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible that there he has three choices. That's such yeah. a specific ask for something i always tell everyone he was born 60 years old and that's very much his ad <laughs> he's very like yes i love musicals but <laughs> is there an orphan in there <laughs> i feel like i would feel like a real slob around your kids just like an idiot <laughs> listen i i don't know what your definition of a slob is is that what you said yes I do think they might be really smart, but I do feel like everyone thinks their kids are really smart. Um, but this is, and this is, I won't go on about my kids, but I just have to tell you, this is one of my favorite stories about my 60-year-old child. During the pandemic, there was me, Stephanie, her dad was living here. We have Max, Finn, our sons, and we have three cats. We're all sitting around watching TV, and Max, the 60-year-old child, <laughs> and at the time, he was four. This was his delivery. He got up off the couch. He said, I'm getting the hell out of here. All these <laughs> damn cats. And then walked out of the, out of the TV room. <laughs> that is incredible. Not being funny. He just, he's truly like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just, just holding a beer and headed yeah. out to the yard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to smoke. Let me ask you, you have three cats. Yeah. Where is the litter box? Uh, we have two litter boxes 
in our laundry room and we oh. cut we, we had our maintenance guy cut a little kitty door on the door of the laundry room so the cats go in and out of there and that door pretty much always stays closed and um that's that's where it is i feel like it's a pretty you, that the laundry room is a maybe the safest place in the house I think so. I mean, if we had a basement, it'd probably be down there. If mm-hmm. our garage was attached to our house, it'd probably be in there. But for now, it feels like we have a civilized kitty litter situation. I am just, I am continually shocked that someone hasn't been able to crack, like, just the situation with cat litter. Well, it's... they have in that some cats are trained to use toilets. My great-grandma trained her cat to use the toilet. Okay, I thought you were going to tell me that your great-grandmother uses a toilet. My great-grandma just learned to use a yeah. toilet. Good it took for her, her a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, she trained her cat to use the toilet, which seems like it requires a pretty uh, big amount of patience. For sure. And I would think that you would need to have a second bathroom in your house because I don't mm-hmm. know if... I, I just personally wouldn't want to be using the same bathroom as my cat. And I love my cats. I mean, <laughs> our house is called Kitty City. You know, this is all about cats and 60-year-old kids, 60-year-old, seven-year-olds. <laughs> well, I mean, I brought you here to talk about cat litter, but there's probably something else we should talk about. Mm-hmm. I was so excited to have you here on the podcast. I thought Tig's wonderful. We're going to have a nice time. Have we had a nice time? Were you have- let down? <laughs> I'm having a very nice time, but the situation might take a turn. Okay. There may be a turn. The podcast is called I Said No Gifts. You've clearly shown up with a gift. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to say. Should I open the gift here on the podcast? I think you should. So we're opening a green little box. It's it's, uh, it's like a little, uh, it's almost like a paper lunch pail. Green. Mm-hmm. It paper. almost looks like a Happy Meal, actually, which we know it's not. Yeah, where did this come from? My son's school. Oh, wow, it's beautiful. Thank you. We're opening the box. We're getting into the little lunch pail. And <laughs> what is this? It's like it's, a green tube. Yeah, it's it's uh, bubbles. Oh, my God. It's yeah. a, the most medical-looking uh, bubble tube I've ever seen. It looks like a syringe. Well, yeah, you can pull that out and then blow bubbles. And it's uh, compact. You can travel with it. <laughs> and I How many you ounces to have is that? Can, we, can I take it on a plane? That feels like three ounces or less. Yeah, yeah you could take this on the plane. And that would be fun to blow bubbles on the plane. <laughs> Imagine sitting uh, in a plane and suddenly bubbles float past you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would be able to react to that, actually. That would feel so foreign. Yeah, I might be irritated, but I would be happy to know that you did it. Oh, and there's a little <laughs> dinosaur on the top. I didn't realize oh, that. Oh, it's very cute. It's a little stegosaurus. Yeah. Huh. Uh, why did you bring this to the podcast? <clears throat> it's the only thing I could really find. <laughs> That's a decent reason. <laughs> Yeah. Is yeah. this uh, Well, I told you... you I don't shop. I'm That's not a right. shopper. And with kids, we have garbage all around the house. <laughs> and I thought, well, this is perfect. Are your kids at the bubble blowing age? 
Yes, and we also have a bubble-blowing machine, mm-hmm. and we're very close with our next-door neighbors, and uh, they have teenage daughters that have friends in their yard, and they are jumping on the trampoline and playing volleyball. And our sons are also at the age where they like to prank people, uh-huh. and their pranks are not great, <laughs> but they are very like, Ooh, look what I've done. They set up the bubble machine on our side of the fence mm-hmm. and pointed it so that they would go over to our neighbor's side of the fence while the teenage girls are hanging out with their friends. And Max and Finn like are cackling on our <laughs> side of the fence they're, where they're like, come look, the bubbles are going over to Owen and Lynn's house. And it's and they don't realize that it's not like the teen girls don't care or notice. Right. They're it's, like talking about boys and volleyball. Outside. Yeah, they don't care. For me, that is the ultimate version of a prank. Something that doesn't even feel like a trick or anything, where it's just like... Or that anyone notices. Yeah. nobody, just... no, Nobody's <laughs> noticing their prank. It's <laughs> bubbles that are just flying away in the wind. <laughs> See, that's exactly what I... Uh, if I were to prank someone, I would just want to know that something had slightly changed. I don't care if it affects the other person's life at all. I don't need to upset or surprise anybody. It's just like, oh, something's slightly different. Who cares? Well, we also have a situation where they're very, you know, of course, with their age, they're very into whoopee cushions. Mm -hmm. And so they will lure us, their grandparents, you know, their grandmother will come over and they're like, Nana, come sit over here. (laughs) And it's and, and they deliver these types of sentences in the most revealing way (laughs) why yeah it's like why do you care so much about where i'm seated exactly and they don't realize that that they're giving everything away they think that they that they're hiding the prank that they're about to do where (laughs) it's all delivered with uh no we think you should sit over here sit on (laughs) sit on this and there's like on the couch under a blanket is like a little bump (laughs) which is the inflated whoopee cushion. And their poor Nana goes over there, (laughs) sits on it. We all know what that sounds like. (laughs) And um, that's what I'm up to. That's my life. I give them credit for putting a blanket over it. Just know when you're watching your jeans online Uh go up and down in price, I'm over (laughs) here with... A nana, a poor nana sitting on a, a whoopee cushion. <laughs> well, I mean, what a good sport. What, what does she react when she does it? Yeah, of course. She's like, <laughs> she's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I didn't see that sitting there. And they are rolling around, dying laughing, and then out the door with their bubble machine on and the <laughs> Just bubbles. Just thinking everyone's such an idiot. Disappearing into the into the wind. <laughs> And they're like, we got them. I don't know. I feel like I've heard of these things like billions of bubbles or something like this mm. touring act. Are you familiar with this? No, no. I feel like there's some sort of thing that's like a real rage among kids where, and I don't even know why I bring it up because I cannot describe what it is, but I imagine it's like a woman in an arena blowing a ton of bubbles in different ways. But did I just make that up? That feels like something that could sell tickets. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) 
You could be right. You could be wrong. Either way, I think my sons would be all in. Right. Oh, Annalise is uh, sending me a chat here, and it looks like I was close enough. There's something called, and I'm not looking to advertise this because who knows what the politics of Gazillion Bubble Show is, but Mm. it does look like there's essentially a magic show where that's kind of like Blue Man Group for children. Mm-hmm. Uh, bubbles, this sort of thing. So that might be something you uh, think about for the boys. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, back to like giving gifts and you not being a shopper, what do you do when you're going to give somebody a gift? You know, I'm not real big on getting gifts. Mm-hmm. So I think selfishly, I don't really put a lot of importance on giving gifts. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's that weird thing where when people go all out and like really do it up it's kind of a reflection of what they would want right you know what i mean setting an example for everyone or just i don't even think they consciously mean to it's just that they want a nice dinner cooked for them they want flowers they want a surprise trip they and so they do that for you and you're like oh my god this is so nice i i didn't get you anything um (laughs) It is a lot of times what I'm uh, caught in the middle of. No, but I, I do realize that that might be true. And so I need to kind of step up to what other people might want. And I don't remember what your question was. <laughs> just like as far, <laughs> just as far as giving, like, what was the last like decent gift you gave? Do you give on last- birthdays or holidays or anything? Or you I just do. Like this? I do give. I. I just. It. It doesn't come naturally. Not because I'm not thoughtful or kind to my loved ones. It's just that, you know, what made me burst into tears one year was that Stephanie bought. She gave me for Christmas. I love this charity called. Um, uh, of course, now I can't remember it. But she gave me a gift certificate right, right. for this charity. And I was just floored. I was just <laughs> absolutely beside myself that we had given money to this charity. It's like this organization that helps these kids and gives them an after-school program that just kind of don't have anywhere to go or oh, anything to so do. Oh, that's so lovely. A place called home. A place called oh, okay. home. It's, it's really great. But I would say... What I gave Stephanie one time that she really loved, and it was just such a ridiculous experience that we did together. She's 15 years younger than me, and she was a little more aware of the Britney Spears time period. Oh, sure, sure. Whereas I'm a little more Indigo Girls. Of course, of course. I mean, look at me. And so... (laughs) For Christmas, when Britney Spears, and maybe she still is performing in Vegas, I don't really know, but I got tickets to her Vegas show, and we went and spent, I think, a night or two in Vegas to see Britney Spears, and I just knew that that would completely surprise her. Oh, that's an incredible gift. Yeah, and so her mother came and stayed with uh, Max and Finn, and we were off watching Britney Spears and... And for you, emotionally, what is a Britney Spears concert like? As like a, someone who doesn't have any nostalgia attached to it. 
I was more like, this is so fascinating. Uh, well, first of all, when we walked into the theater, I saw a lot of people with hats that said bitch on it. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I just thought it was so bold to have like a hat that said bitch. Maybe it wasn't a lot of people. It was like one person. And I was thinking, what's that about? Until I realized she has that you got a work bitch song. Right, right. At, which I think that's what it was attached to. So that was a moment where I was like, oh, how funny. I'm such a nerd that I'm like, oh, what is this? Per Why does this person have a hat on that says bitch? <laughs> there were also the weird men that were by themselves and like 60. Oh, wow. Taking a lot of pictures of her. Oh, no. Where I was With, like, like uh, their phones or cameras. I think they're phones, but it's like they're not even there with their daughter. They're not there with a girlfriend. They're just you're some... describing a gay couple. No, certainly no. no I'm this, talking these about are straight men, like a straight man, like a creepy what? old man taking a picture <laughs> of Britney Spears. Like that's oh. how it felt. Ah, and then there were just like young people, and but it was I, I was really just taking it in. And it was fun to see Stephanie in this environment of, it's kind of like when I, you know, my musical taste ranges from Van Halen to the Indigo Girls to, you know, Gladys Knight. Mm -hmm. And so if I were to bring Stephanie or Willie Nelson, if I brought her into that world, which she, she's gone with me to these concerts or, you know, listen to these albums with me, but it was interesting. It felt similar to seeing her at a, at a Van Halen concert. I, we went to Orange County, which is the place to see a Van Halen concert. Of course. It's just like, you know, that's of course, that's, that's where you want to see them. And Van Halen, I, like Van Halen and Britney Spears, I think are good, like, because it's such an, uh, an event. Yes. It's a spectacle. It's not like yes. if you were to take somebody to a folk concert, there's a good chance if they're not a fan, they're going to be bored to death. Right. Yeah. It's not a spectacle going to see the Indigo Girls. Right. At all. It's just like, oh, this is such a beautiful song. Listen to those harmonies. And then there's maybe an intermission and you go get a tea and you come back. <laughs> do the you... Indigo Girls do an intermission? No, but they might as well. It feels very right for them and the audience. And you you go, you go have a tea and you come back and you talk about, you know, that last song that they played and what did it mean? And, and then the curtain rises and they start again after everyone's rested and had their tea, taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. That sounds lovely. Introspection. You certainly have interacted with the Indigo Girls at this point, right? Because there was a long time that you were at your shows, like, faking that you would be bringing out the Indigo Girls. But yeah. they clearly are aware of that at this point. All I have to say is, if you have Netflix, watch my Happy to Be Here special. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my God. I have to see this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Happy to be here on Netflix. <laughs> That's uh, really lovely. And has Stephanie been with you to see an Indigo Girls concert? Oh, yes. Many times. She's she's a fan. She's she uh, she loves them now. And um, 
I I don't know how somebody alive on this planet doesn't love them. I just, it's probably how Britney Spears fans feel, Uh you know. I can appreciate Britney Spears, sure, you know. It's pop music, sure. Yeah, sure. Dancing, uh, big beats, that sort of thing. Or if not dancing, just standing there wondering when intermission will be so I could have a tea and, (laughs) and really think about why this 10-year-old has a hat on that says bitch. <laughs> An intermission at a Britney Spears concert to get a tea would be the most emotionally jarring thing I could imagine. <laughs> Everyone would have a heart attack. Right, Just right. the entire audience is killed. Um, well, I think it's probably time to play a game. Okay. Let's play a game called Gift or a Curse. I need a number between 1 and 10 from you. Sure, 8. Okay, I have to do some light calculating right now to get our game pieces. So you have the mic, you can recommend something, promote something, do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Okay, well, I would like to promote my um, special that I already mentioned. Happy to be here on Netflix. Well, I know for sure I'll be on the morning show, and I believe it starts in September. I'm uh, on the, I mean, I've been on the other seasons of Star Trek Discovery, but the final season of Star Trek Discovery will be airing. I'll be taping my next comedy special this November 4th in Brooklyn at King's Theater. There's an early and late show. I believe the early show is sold out. Get your tickets at the late show. I have a podcast called Don't Ask Tig. And uh, I actually have a new podcast that's going to be starting soon, and it's pretty darn exciting. I also want to promote all the Indigo Girls albums. (laughs) That was great. You uh, managed to get all of your own things and then give a little away for somebody else. Well, and I'm not finished. I also have a book called I'm Just a Person. (laughs) I have another special called, um, well, I have Knock Knock, it's Tig Notaro on Showtime. I have the TIG documentary on Netflix. I've got um, Boyish Girl Interrupted on HBO. I've got Drawn on HBO. I've, uh, I'm tired of myself. I don't want you to miss anything. Oh, what <laughs> else? I was on your... Premium Blend in 1999. <laughs> Find it. Find the Premium Blend clip. <laughs> Seek it out. Um, Okay, this is how we play the game. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Because there are correct answers and you can lose the game. Wow. So does that feel crystal clear to you? No, but let's do it. (laughs) Okay, uh, number one, this is from a listener. Julia has suggested uh, gift or a curse, people referring to adult possessions as quote-unquote, toys, e.g. boat, sports car, etc. Is it a gift or a curse to call them toys? Yeah, just the... A curse. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think it um, It just found feel, feels a little stunted. Why does it have to be a toy? You know? <laughs> I mean, it brings me back to the feeling of, you know, listening to a beautiful song and taking an intermission and having a tea. It feels... Like, well, I have a boat and I'm going to sail around and, and, um, it just doesn't, it does I don't know. I would never say, you know, look at my toy. <laughs> Tig, hmm. you're starting off the game on a horrible note. It's a gift. When you, when somebody calls those things toys, it, you know, you know, you're, you're dealing with a very specific type of person. I love it. I would never personally, 
never going to call a boat one of my toys or, you know, my motorcycle a a toy. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you. There's no world you have a boat if you're waiting for Levi's to go down to $16. (laughs) I will tell you, I could have 50 boats and I would still be waiting for the Levi's to go $16. Yeah, actually, that might be the reason you're waiting for the jeans to go down to $16 is you have so many boats. (laughs) I've got so many toys. So many toys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, I mean, you're wrong, unfortunately. Mm. And you hate to see somebody start the game off like that. I'm, I'm always wrong. So what's next? (laughs) Okay. Number two, this is from somebody named Mark. Hey, Mark. Gift or a curse, flower petals on food. I would say it's a gift. Why? Well, uh, it makes your meal look beautiful. And oftentimes those are edible the the flowers and garnishes that have been placed on there. So, how is that not a, not a gift? More more um, plants to eat, said the vegan. Of course, for me, I love when I have a little flower because what other situation am I going to feel safe eating a flower? It's a gift. I'm not gonna, you know, if I if, if I'm in the garden, I'm not going to pluck a flower to eat. But okay. if it's served on a plate. What a delightful thing. It's pretty. I have no uh, no problems with this. Wonderful. So am I back? Am I winning got, or I'm neutral? You've got one out of two. Okay. You've got one out of two so okay. far. So you have one more. And this is, uh, this is simply on the dock. This is not from a listener. It says, gift or a curse when a bee is in the car? Well, I know the answer to this. And it is for sure a curse. My wife and I were driving somewhere. She was driving. I was in the passenger seat. She is so scared of bees. And we were sitting at a red light, and a bee flew into our car. (laughs) And she jumped out of the car. And if you recall, when you're driving and you're stopped at a red light, you're not in park. You're just, your foot's on the brake. (laughs) She opened the door and jumped out of our car while I was in the passenger seat. And I was just looking at her saying, I'm rolling away (laughs) as the car was driving slowly by itself. And I was in the car with a bee buzzing around (laughs) while she was on on the street going, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was like, I'm the one in in a car without a driver and a bee. You, we can't both jump out of the car. <laughs> what? How did that situation resolve itself? The bee got out. She <laughs> jumped back in the car and did not fully clock that I was. I was driving oh away by God. myself, very slowly. But I was but driving still, away. Yes, a car in drive is going probably five miles an hour, mm-hmm. headed into an intersection. Oh, I was for sure. I was. I was in an intersection. You know, I have another, and this is me plugging something else in my career, but I have an album called Live, and I have a joke on that album about how I was in the carpool lane, and a bee, oh, I was in traffic, I was at a standstill, and a bee flew past me, and the bee was, I think, in the carpool lane. I haven't listened to the album in in years, (laughs) but um, I remember seeing the bee fly by and thinking, like, how crazy that the bee is taking the 405 freeway (laughs) just that concept of a bee just like flying perfectly down a lane on the 405 (laughs) it's like 
Wow. I'm <laughs> stuck in traffic and this bee just flew past me just on the 405. Yeah. An HOV <laughs> pass. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea you had so much uh, bee experience. This is incredible. Oh my God. So much. My son was stung by a bee the other day. A lot. It's endless. Wow. Well, unfortunately, you don't get the point. I think, I mean, I hate just from this. this alone, a gift. Look at all these life experiences that are happening with bees and automobiles. Well, I'm 52. I'm more than halfway to 100. I have, <laughs> I have a lot of experience. With bees in particular. Life and bees and <laughs> all of it. Uh, yeah, I love what, well, a bee in the car turns you into a hyper-focused driver. There's an extra level of thrill. No. No, <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. You are laser focused when the bee is in the car. All you want to do is get to your destination. No, you're looking around in a panic. <laughs> in a panic. You I can't afford driving, to look around in a panic. I was driving the other day, Stephanie's father somewhere, and a spider was walking on the steering wheel of the car. Mm. And I pointed to him. I said, can you imagine if Stephanie was driving right now and a spider was walking on the steering wheel? And I safely drove us home. And he was having a laugh of like, oh my God. Yeah, this would have been insanity. And the spider remained on the steering wheel. I guess. I, I just, you know how spider, they walk so fast and I just, right. I don't know where it went. But I, was, I'm, I wasn't going to like jump out and abandon my father-in-law. What would you have done if, you, if it was like a Black Widow spider? Well, I don't know spiders that well, so that might have been. And so I would do nothing different. Wow. Yeah. Well, then, uh, I mean, for me, a spider in the car is a whole different situation. I feel like a spider, uh, you, you know, you can't tell what it is. It could be, you know, one of these highly venomous spiders, and now you're really in danger. A well, bee... if it's one of those huge, fat, hairy ones that's like, <laughs> out of my way, I'm coming through here and you're all going to die. I would for sure freak out if it was big and hairy, but like one that's like really fast running around and like, oh, where'd it go? I'm like, eh, whatever. I doubt <laughs> this is going to be the end of me. Well, I'm sorry that you only got one point in the game, but I feel like you I made some- I don't care. <laughs> that's a good attitude. That's yeah. an excellent attitude when yeah. you're playing a game. You just well, can't care. Well, nothing matters. <laughs> Um, well, the, you know, now the attitude has shifted in a, a bad direction. <laughs> but no, it's freeing. That's what people don't understand. You can hear it however you want to hear. Yeah, I guess if you just say it with a smile on your face, nothing matters. Right. Nothing matters. You get to let go. It's depressing and freeing. <laughs> nothing matters. <laughs> just shaking your hair out. Nothing matters. <laughs> Um, well, this is, uh, I'm proud of how you played the game, but we need to head into the final segment of the podcast. Okay. This is called I Said No Emails. Mm. People write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. The listeners have problems. They have social concerns, how to deal with various situations with gifts or whatever. Yeah. The listener, I mean, my listeners are just, their lives are riddled with problems. Mm. Will you help me answer a question? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. let's get into the document here. This says, Dear Sage Bridger, uh, that's a hard thing to say. Dear Sage Bridger and wise disobedient guests. Okay, so that's for you. That's a hard sentence to say. Uh, this is going to sound like the most privileged thing ever, but whatever. Oh, uh, my husband and I are expecting our first baby in a couple of months. 
There's already loads of children in my family and his, so we've been receiving everyone's secondhand clothes and goods. On top of this, my mom and sisters... Is this a British person? We don't know. Uh, My mom and sisters have gone totally bonkers shopping for more clothes for this baby because she'll be the first girl born in my family this generation after a bunch of boys, and everyone wants to buy tiny dresses and pink things. Mm. That sentence is 50 lines long. Uh, Long story short... We currently have more baby stuff than we can store. Now, my friends and colleagues are hinting at all the cute clothes and goods they're planning. I'm not sure how to tell them that I'd rather get stuff that will help us as new parents, like a cleaner, groceries, or a recovery belly band for me. How can I politely steer people to gifting me things I actually need, rather than stuff that the baby might use once before they grow out of it without sounding ungrateful? Cheers, and that's from Joe. So Joe, she's, uh, I mean, right off the bat, I think we can just say Joe is a deeply ungrateful person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you are actually a parent here. Mm-hmm. What Do you have any advice for this person? I think that, you know, obviously I don't know this person, I don't know the family and friends, but I feel like being straightforward relieves you, and honest, relieves you from more entanglements and trying to figure out another way to do something or say something or uh, lead them to believe this mm-hmm. or that. Like the very end of that email feels like what you should tell people is there, we have all these things. I, I, I don't think we need any more. We're so grateful for all of that. That Doesn't that seem like to me that feels, I, I feels like this person, I mean, and now not only has she done it, via podcast, she can mm-hmm. do it in person. The honesty yeah. is out there. Yeah. Uh, it feels that, but the problem now is it seems like she's allowed these people to make all of these hints mm-hmm. and is now going to have to backpedal in a huge way. Gifts are going to have to be returned. But it feels like she's brought this upon herself. Yeah. I mean, isn't, don't you, do you register when you're having a baby? Is that a possibility? Yeah. Yeah. You register... And uh, I think that's it, it kind of really helps to weed this issue out. Right. Of, so to me, it feels like Joe is not only ungrateful, but unprepared uh, to be a parent. She's made yeah. two giant mistakes so far. I'm sure she's made more than that. <laughs> I highly doubt these are the only two. I mean, writing into this podcast, there's another on the list. It's You know what I, ha- I have to say what, and I know this is not fully on topic, but on topic, but not quite, but it is, is that, you know, whenever we know of somebody having a little girl, you know, we always immediately buy what a dump truck. <laughs> Incredible choice. And everyone, it makes them so happy when of they course. get that. Yeah. Little girls can be dump truck drivers, too. Of course. I, and that actually, to me, is a more fun toy than a doll or, you know, it's a functioning, we, wheeled, big, yeah. clunky thing. And everybody sends us videos and pictures. They're like, oh, my God, she loves the dump truck so <laughs> much. It's such a cute, fun thing to give to people. And truly, everybody loves a dump truck. Even yeah. I think even adults are. It's a giant truck. That's dumping a lot of stuff or carrying a lot of yeah. stuff. What Usually a fun sand thing. and dirt and rocks, you know. Yeah, it's a very satisfying vehicle to look at. It's good. <laughs> well, uh, it, I mean, maybe Joe reaches out to everyone and hints dump truck, belly band. Cleaner seems like an expensive gift, but 
look, uh, we don't know who she's friends with. No, we don't know anything about this person except she's made mistakes. (laughs) She has regrets. Yeah. Uh, If she could go back and do it all over, she probably would. But, Actually, uh, I know she wouldn't, and that's her other mistake, is she wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> she simply is incapable of making yeah. a decent decision. Yeah, this woman's life is out of control. She's so frustrating. <laughs> by now, by the time she hears this, I mean, she could be dead. Yeah. She could be absolutely dead. And Rest in peace. Her thoughts go out to her family mm-hmm. and the newborn baby, who is mm-hmm. now, I mean, speaking of orphans. Who did survive. My God. Yeah. I'll my have to let God. Max know. Yeah. About this um, musical. <laughs> well, we answered the question more than perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of uh, hit all of the points that Joe was looking for. You know, just laid out her life in a way that she probably hasn't been able to see until now. Right. And now I have this bubble blower, which I'm going to be able to, you know, add a little whimsy to my life. Go out in the yard. I haven't blown bubbles in years. And prank your neighbors. <laughs> they are going to be freaked out. <laughs> You should People. come over to our fence and blow them over, and, and Max and Finn will lose their minds. Absolute hysteria. Yeah. They'll be like, what clown is over here pranking us? <laughs> As I'm being dragged away by the police or something. Yeah. You bet um, you will. Bubbles are the ultimate prank. I think that's really the lesson we've learned here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm so glad you were able to come and bring these uh, bubbles. I was very happy to get rid of them. It's such a small object, Tig. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> we don't like a lot of clutter around here. Well, you're clearing out, and uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Listener, we're here at the end of the podcast. You know it's over. There's no stopping this. It's just going to end. There'll be the theme song and the credits. Listen to the credits for once in your life. Uh, you know, other people work on this podcast, and you owe them that much. I'm going to let you go. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squillacci. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? But I invited you here. I thought I made myself perfectly clear. When you're a guest in my home, you gotta come to me empty-handed. I said. Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. 
What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show. 